0: Welcome into The Degenerate Gambler, your sports gambling podcast. I'm Robert Ash, the host of The Degenerate Gambler. This podcast brought to you by Anchor.fm, the easiest way to make a podcast. We're in week two of the college football season, week one of the NFL season. We'll have our college football picks in our first segment. Our second segment, we'll have our NFL picks. College, we have 10 spread picks plus two upset picks. In the NFL, we got five picks against the number plus one upset pick for the National Football League. And now we'll get into a, a normal routine now beginning with uh, this week. And on Saturday, we'll start things off from Ohio Stadium in Columbus, Ohio. It is the Ohio State Buckeyes who are 1-0 and on the season, 0-0-1 against the spread taking on the Oregon Ducks, who are also 1-0 on the season, but they are 0-1 against the number. Oregon State, make that Ohio State, comes in 14.5-point favorites, 63% of the money coming in on the Buckeyes at minus 14.5. This will be the third meeting between these two teams. Ohio State's won the previous two meetings and also covered in both of those games as well. Oregon is 1-5 in five against the spread in their last six games, 1-4 in four against the spread in their last five games played on a Saturday. Ohio State 4-0-1 oh, against the number in their last five games played in the month of September. Oregon has some injury issues. Uh, uh, Derek Mathis, the linebacker, is out uh, with a knee injury for Saturday's game. Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, who is projected to be the number one overall pick in next year's NFL draft, He is questionable for the game uh, with an injury to his ankle. Uh, Also, um, the uh, tight end uh, Patrick Herbert is questionable as well with a knee injury uh, for the Ducks. Uh, Running back Simone Dollars, also questionable with a knee injury for uh, Oregon. On the Ohio State side, uh, they're missing some guys as well. Everyone on their list, however, is questionable and includes Uh, defensive tackle and cage the uh, cornerback banks uh, also the other cornerback uh, Brown also questionable Uh, most of those guys however don't play a whole lot for the Buckeyes now again Ohio State comes in 14 and a half point favorites in this one Uh, 63 percent of the money coming in on the Buckeyes I'm actually on the lean towards the Oregon Ducks, and it's got everything to do with that hook. That half a point, I think, makes a difference. Ohio State, I can see winning this game by 14, but having that half point uh, makes this basically a three-score game. I think Oregon can keep this game close because they can run the football uh, with Anthony Brown at quarterback. Uh, they're they're going to be able to kind of uh, slow the game down a little bit, not necessarily, you know, with their play because they do like to run kind of a hurry-up type offense, uh, but The fact they're going to do a lot of damage on the ground, I think they can do that. I think Minnesota showed you the way to beat Ohio State, and that is to use the clock, uh, use the ground game, uh, pick and uh, choose your spots to throw the football. When you have a quarterback like Anthony Brown uh, that Oregon has, you really need to pick and choose carefully because he does have a tendency to throw the ball to the other team. Ohio State's a young team. Uh, they do have uh, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave at the wide receiver position. probably the, the best wide receiving tandem in college football. Uh, but C.J. Stroud is a freshman quarterback. It is his first home game. He performed performed admirably last week out on the road against Minnesota. Ohio State was able to pull away late. Uh, but I just something just tells me Oregon's going to keep this game close uh, for the most part. Ohio State wins this game by two touchdowns, but that hook, to me is the difference so we're taking Oregon plus 14 and a half at Ohio State alright staying with uh, the uh, early games this next one taking place at Neyland Stadium in Knoxville, Tennessee it is the Tennessee Volunteers 1-0 on the season 0-1 against the number taken on the Pitt Panthers Pittsburgh is 1-0 on the season they are 1-0 against the spread pitts coming in as a three-point favorite in this one this will be the first meeting between these two teams it's called the johnny majors bowl because johnny majors coached both pittsburgh and tennessee won a national championship at pittsburgh back in 1976 he actually had two stints in pittsburgh his second stint did not go as well uh while he also helped lead tennessee to a couple of sec titles and helped really build the program that philip fulman was able to take over and Tennessee was able to have a very successful 1990s. Now, taking a look at some of these trends, Uh, actually, let's take a look at the injury report real quick. Uh, Pittsburgh looks to be good to go on injuries. Uh, Jacquez Calloway, the wide receiver, is questionable for Tennessee in this game. He missed the game last week uh, against uh, Bowling Green. Other than that, they look to be uh, in pretty good shape as well on the injury front. Now, Pittsburgh is 4-1 against the spread in their last five games. They're also 1-4 against the spread in their last five games on the road. Tennessee, 2-7 against the spread in their last nine games. 4-10-1 against the spread in their last 15 games played in the month of September. 1-4 against the spread in their last five games playing as an underdog. Again, Pitt, a three-point favorite in this one. Seventy percent of the money is coming in on the Pitt Panthers at minus three, and that's where we're going with our money as well. Look, I'm not convinced Tennessee is a good team. I know defensively Tennessee's going to have some serious issues this season. Uh, I think Pat Narduzzi, the pit, uh the pit coach, knows how to uh, to kind of uh, take advantage of the weaknesses on Tennessee's defensive side, especially that defensive backfield. Um, and I'm not also convinced that Joe Milton's a Honestly, a Division One quarterback. He struggled against Bowling Green. He had some good moments, especially early. But he hit a low on that uh, about midway through the second quarter and into the second half. And I think that's going to be an issue coming into this game. Uh, I like Pitt. I like Pitt to win fairly handily in this one. So Pitt minus three at Tennessee. Next, we're going to go to Tampa, Florida. Raymond James Stadium. Is uh, the site the Florida Gators 1 0 in the season 0 1 against the number taken on the South Florida Bulls 0 1 on the year 0 1 against the spread? Florida 28 and a half point favorite in this one. Uh, 88% of the money is coming in on Florida minus 28 and a half. As we look at the uh, previous meetings, only one meeting all-time between these two teams. Uh, Florida won that game at 38-14 to 14 back in 2006, I believe. They also covered the spread in that one as well. Florida, uh, injury-wise, uh, looked to be good to go in this one. Uh, same with South Florida. Florida 1-4 against the spread in their last five games. 12-4-1 against the spread in their last 17 games played in Week 2. South Florida 1-5 against the spread in their last six against SEC opponents. They are 5-0 against the spread in their last five games played in Week 2. Florida again comes in this game, 28.5-point favorites, 88% of the money coming in on the Gators at minus 28.5, and, and that's where we're going to throw our money as well. Uh, Florida should win this game rather easily. It's kind of a name your score game. Uh, But Florida, I don't think, is going to approach the game that way. I think Florida is going to look to try to establish uh, Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson at the quarterback position, try to figure out who's going to give them the best chance to knock off Alabama next week. I think that's what this game will be used for. Florida will use that running game with Damian Pierce, uh, uh, Malik Davis, uh, Demarcus Bowman, Lorenzo Lingard, uh, Naquan Wright, uh, they've got five guys right there at the running back position that any, any of those five can break a big one at any point in time. Uh, I like the fact that this Florida team defensively looked to be improved from a season ago. They did allow two late touchdowns when they were playing a prevent defense and with most of their bench in the game. Uh, I think this is a game in which Florida needs to establish itself defensively, needs to figure out offensively who's going to be the quarterback. They're able to do that Florida wins this game easily. I think Florida wins this game easily anyways. This is more about getting ready for Alabama next week. So our play, once again, is Florida at minus 28.5 against or at South Florida. All right, next up as uh, we go down our list here, uh, this game taking place in stores, Connecticut, or actually Hartford's where they play these games uh, for the Yukon Huskies taking place at Pratt & Whitney Stadium in Hartford. It is the Purdue Boilermakers 1-0 on the season, 1-0 against the number. At the Connecticut Huskies, who are 0-2 on the year, 0-2 against the number. Purdue comes in 34-point favorites in this one. Uh, this will be the first meeting between uh, these two teams, who both look to be relatively healthy. Coming into this matchup as well, Purdue is one in five against the spread in their last six games. Five and two against the spread in their last seven played in the month of September. One in four against the spread in their last five games played on a Saturday. Connecticut one in five against the spread in their last six. One in four against the spread in their last five games played on a Saturday. One in four against the spread in their last five games while playing as an underdog. Again. Purdue comes in 34-point favorite, 71% of the money coming in on to Purdue Boilermakers at minus 34. And that's where our money is going to go as well. And this is going to be more of a principal bet. We're going to shade or fade UConn all season long. So whoever UConn's playing, we're taking the other side. We're going to do it all season long until we're proven otherwise. This Connecticut team is probably the worst team in Division One A football or F- FBS football. Uh, Purdue was somewhat impressive in their victory over Oregon State last week at home, winning uh, by nine in a game in which they never really felt threatened. Uh, I think Purdue, under Jeff Brom, is starting to figure some things out. Now, now I'm not going to go out here and say that Purdue is going to win the Big Ten title, or win their division, but it's a Purdue team that can win seven or eight games, and this is a game they should win rather easily. Uh, as a 34-point favorite, I really like this Purdue team in this matchup. Uh, I'm going to go Purdue minus 34 at Connecticut as more of a uh, more of a play uh, because of who they're playing against in this one. All right, next up we go to Fort Worth, Texas for our next game. It is uh, taking place. Uh, at G. Carter Stadium in Fort Worth, the Cal Golden Bears, California Golden Bears, 0 and 1 on the season, 0 and 1 against the spread, taking on the TCU horn Frogs, who are 1 and 0 on the season, 0 0 and 1 against the spread. TCU comes in this game 11 and a half point favorites in this matchup. Two teams have met once before. TCU won that game by the final score of 10 to 7. TCU covered the spread in that game as well. Looks like no injuries to report uh, for either team in this one as well. Uh, Cal, 2-5 against the spread in their last seven games played in September. However, they're 4-1 against the spread in their last five games as an underdog. Texas Christian, 5-1-1 against the spread in their last seven. 5-1-1 against the spread in their last seven played on a Saturday. 4-0-1 against the spread in their last five games while playing as a favorite. Now, the game, again, 11.5-point favorites for TCU. 89% of the money coming in on TCU. And this is actually a, a play in which I'm going to go against the number. I'm going to go against the people. I just think that Cal is a better team than what they showed last week against Nevada. They played a very good Nevada team. Uh, played them tough for the most part. Cal ended up losing that game at home. I think Cal comes out in this game. I think the spread is too high. I think this is a game that Cal loses probably – 2414 14 27-17, something like that. I think 11.5 points is way too many points. And I realize 89% of the money is coming in on TCU. But there's just something telling me. My, my gut is telling me that Cal uh, keeps this game close, keeps this game in the single digits, maybe 10 at the most. I like the 11.5 points. So give me the Cal Golden Bears at plus 11.5 half against texas christian all right next up we're going to go to ames iowa for a rivalry matchup and a huge matchup to say the least uh as the iowa state cyclones come in uh 1-0 on the season 0-1 against the number they're going to host uh the iowa cyclone or excuse me the iowa hawkeyes who are 1-0 on the season 1-0 against the spread game taking place at jack Price stadium in ames iowa Iowa State comes in four-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. The last ten meetings, Iowa's one seven of the last ten. Iowa 5-4-1 against the spread in those last ten meetings as well. Injury-wise, it looks like both teams coming out pretty good. Charlie Kolar, who missed the game last week for Iowa against Northern Iowa, is upgraded to probable for Saturday's game against the Hawkeyes, and that's a huge deal for uh, the Cyclones in this one. Um, Iowa is six and one against the spread in their last seven games. However, Iowa also four zero oh, and one against the spread in their last five games played in a week. Two Iowa State four and two against the spread in their last six games. One and four against the spread in their last five games played in September. Four and one against the spread in their last five games while playing as the favorite. Iowa State comes in four-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. 77% of the money, however, coming in on the Hawkeyes, plus four-and-a-half. And and that's kind of where we're laying our money as well. I think Iowa State wins this game, but this game over the last five years has been decided by more than three points one time. These two teams play close games. Iowa seems to pull them out. Um, It wouldn't surprise me if Iowa does it again. Uh, But I think Iowa State wins this game. I think Iowa covers four and a half. This is a game I can see being uh, 20-17, 24-21, 17-14, something like that. I like the Hawkeyes at at plus four and a half on the road against the Iowa State Cyclones. Next up, we're going to go to Fayetteville, Arkansas. Reynolds Razorback Stadium in Fayetteville as the Texas Longhorns are invading Fayetteville to take on the Arkansas Razorbacks Texas comes in 1 and0 on the season one and0 against the spread Arkansas comes in one and0 on the season as well and also 1 and0 against the number Texas comes in at seven at seven point favorites in this matchup Arkansas has won three of the last five meetings with the Longhorns coming into this game uh, Texas looks to be uh, pretty healthy for the most part coming into this matchup. Arkansas loses Darian Gerald, uh, to a one of their starting defensive linemen, to a broken leg. He is out for the season. They lost him uh, in practice on Wednesday. Traylon Burks, their wide receiver, has an undisclosed injury, but he is probable and he probably will play on Saturday. John Ridgway, uh, one of their defensive linemen as well, had an appendectomy. He is expected to play on Saturday as well. Texas is 4-2 and two against the spread in their last six games. They are, however, 1-4 against the spread in their last five games against the Razorbacks. Arkansas 10-3 against the spread in their last 13 games. 8-2 against the spread in their last 10 games against Big 12 opponents. 1-4 against the spread in their last five games played on week number two. 90% of the money is coming in on Texas minus seven. We're going to put our money on Texas minus seven as well. And it comes down, honestly, to depth. Not just talent, but depth. I think Texas, the more talented team, I think Texas has more depth. Arkansas, it's going to be interesting to see what they're able to do in the passing game after struggling to throw the football last week with K.J. Jefferson at quarterback. Texas probably overshot almost everyone's expectations in blowing out Louisiana Lafayette uh, last week, 38-18. Texas getting knocked off by uh, Lafayette uh, was a was was a very popular play last week, and uh, we also had Lafayette plus eight and a half because we thought the same thing that there was a good chance they would win. That did not happen. Texas looked outstanding. Uh, they've got the best running back maybe in college football in Bijan Robinson. Arkansas struggles to stop the run, and uh, I think Texas uses the run game. They're going to try to help Hudson Card, their redshirt freshman quarterback, out as much as possible, not putting him in bad situations. So that's where Robinson comes into play. I think B. John Robinson goes for over 200 yards. I think Texas finds a way to win a game uh, around a score of 27-17 or 34-14, something along those lines. I like Texas minus seven. I like Texas to cover rather easily uh, in their matchup with the uh, Arkansas Razorbacks. Next up, we stay somewhat in the Southeastern Conference for a uh, non conference matchup. This taking place at uh, Starkville and at, uh, trying to think of the name of the stadium, uh, Davis Wade Stadium uh, in Starkville. The Mississippi State Bulldogs, 1 0 on the season, 0 1 against the spread, hosting the North Carolina State Wolfpack, who are also 1 0 on the season, and they are 1 0 against the number nc state comes in a slight favorite at one point mississippi state's won the pre- only previous meeting between these two teams uh 51 to 28 they also covered the spread in that one as well it looks like both teams not reporting any injuries at this time nc state 8 and 3 against the spread in their last 11 games 4 and 2 against the spread in their last six games playing as a favorite Mississippi State four and two against the spread in their last six, five and zero against the spread in their last five games played in week two. NC State a one point favorite in this one. Eighty five percent of the money is coming in on NC State minus one, and this is a game that's a little bit scary because I feel like NC State should be favored by more than one point. Uh, but when this spread came out Sunday night, it was a pick 'em, and I jumped all over that. Um, right away uh it's gone up to one point right now actually uh i'm going to rephrase that it's gone up to a point and a half right now still nonetheless i like nc state to win i think nc state wins this game rather easily i think they have the better team uh, i'm not sure mississippi state uh they had a big comeback last week from 20 uh, from 20 down to win by one over louisiana tech scoring 21 in the fourth quarter uh I think that took a lot out of them. NC State had no problems with South Florida winning 45-0 a week ago. Uh, I think NC State's got the better quarterback in Devin Leary. I think they got the better defense. I think they got the better offense altogether. Uh, I think NC State is the play here. So NC State minus one and a half on the road at Mississippi State. Next up, we're going to go to the big house in Ann Arbor. Uh, it is the Michigan Wolverines who are 1-0 in the season, 1-0 against the spread. They are taking on the Washington, Washington Huskies. Washington is 0-1 on the season, 0-1 against the number. Michigan comes in as a 7-point favorite in this one. Uh, These two teams have split their last two meetings against each other. Uh, Washington's covered in both of those games, however. Uh, Injury-wise, Washington has, uh, wow, four receivers out indefinitely. Uh, Not expected to play in this one. They didn't play last week, and Washington's loss to Montana. That can end up being a huge issue coming into this one. Uh, Rod Bell, the wide receiver, Uh, Leading wide receiver for Michigan, out uh, with an ACL injury, is out for the season for the Wolverines. Now, Washington, 1-4 against the spread in their last five games. 1-4 against the spread in their last five games played on a Saturday. Michigan, 1-5 against the spread in their last six games. 1-4 against the spread in their last five games at home. 1-11 against the spread in their last 12 games against Pac-12 opponents. Michigan comes in again, seven-point favorites in this one, 79% of the money coming in on Michigan, minus seven. And While the trends are telling you not to take Michigan, we're going to take Michigan in this one. It comes down to, I think, Michigan has the better offense than Washington. I think Washington has has a really good defense, and they're going to keep this game close for a long time. But I'm not sure Washington can score points. When you only score 13 points on a on an FCS team like Montana, I'm not sure where your points are coming from. I think Michigan gets a couple of touchdowns. They win this game probably, say, 21-13, uh, 21-10, 24-10, something along those lines. Uh, I like Michigan minus seven uh, in a big way in this one at home against the Washington Huskies. We got one more game against the spread and a pair of upset picks after that. And uh, we're going to start, thing, or we'll go on to uh, the Holy War taking place in Provo, Utah at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. It is the Utah Utes 1 0 on the season, 0 1 against the spread, taking on the BYU Cougars 1 0 on the season, also 0 1 against the uh, number. Utah comes in as seven-point favorites in this one. The Utes have won nine of the last ten meetings overall between these two teams. They're also seven and three against the spread in those last ten meetings as well. Uh, Both teams look to be relatively healthy coming into this one. Uh, BYU does have a problem uh, at receiver. They've got a couple receivers who are out uh, for the game against Utah, and that could end up being a huge issue for BYU. Utah is 11-and-5 against the spread in their last 16 games. 6-and-2 against the spread in their last 8 games against BYU. 6-and-1 against the spread in their last 7 games on the road. 5-and-0 against the spread in their last 5 games playing at BYU. For BYU, as you look at the Cougars, 0 0-and-5 against the spread in the last 5 games playing at home against Utah. 5-and-2 against the spread in their last 7 games played in Week 2. Utah, seven-point favorites in this one, 74% of the money coming in on Utah at minus seven. And we're going to go with the Utes in this one. Uh, BYU lost a ton off of last year's team, including their stud quarterback, Zach Wilson. Uh, Utah got Charlie Brewer to come in from Baylor, and he uh, played extremely well last week. It's a great opportunity for the uh, for the Utes to uh, to make a little bit of a statement as they are kind of a dark horse team. Uh, to win the Pac-12, I think they have to win a game like this if that's going to end up being the case. I think they do just that. I think offensively, Utah is better. I think defensively, Utah is better. Uh, the only thing that's worrisome is the game is played in Provo, but Utah has had a lot of success in Provo in recent years. So we're going to take Utah and give up or give up the seven points at BYU. All right, two upset picks coming for us. Uh, Appalachian State is at Miami uh, coming into this matchup. Appalachian State comes in as a 9-point underdog, um, and that comes in as a uh, plus 245. I like Appalachian State in this one. Miami, I think, is in letdown mode. I think they can end up having a huge letdown after, the, after their game last week with Alabama. Alabama tends to beat up on teams, and a, a great team to catch is a team coming off of playing Alabama. I think that plays into Appalachian State's hands. I think the Mountaineers are, along with Coastal Carolina and Lafayette, the three best teams in the Sunbelt Conference. Either one of those three teams can win the conference. Appalachian State was impressive in their victory against East Carolina this past week. I like App State as a 9-point underdog, plus 245 to beat Miami. And the other one's an SEC matchup. Uh, The Missouri Tigers hosting the Kentucky, or excuse me, at Kentucky, taking on the Kentucky Wildcats. I like Missouri at plus 175 in this one as a 5-point underdog. Uh, With Missouri, I think Missouri's got the better quarterback in Connor Basilak. I think they have the better offense, even though Kentucky's offense looked really good last week. And while Missouri struggled a little bit, I still like um, Missouri in this one uh, as the five-and-a-half-point underdog, again, uh, plus 175 uh, to beat Kentucky. This game probably – the winner of this game probably finishes third in the SEC East behind Georgia and Florida, or Florida and Georgia, depending on how you want to look at it. Uh, I think it sets up nicely. uh, Even though Missouri has lost five of the last six against Kentucky – I just, I'm i not sure Kentucky's defense is as good as it's been in recent years while their offense looks improved. Missouri, I think, is pretty salty defensively. Offensively, I think they've got the horses uh, to attack Kentucky. Uh, Monroe had some, had some luck through the air against the Wildcats. Missouri's going to want to do just that. They're going to want to throw the football through the air with Connor Bazelak. I like Missouri at plus 175 in, uh, in this one to pull the upset of Kentucky. So our picks, once again, uh, for the college side. Oregon, plus 14.5 at Ohio State. Pitt, the Pitt Panthers, minus 3 at Tennessee. Florida, minus uh, 29 out South Florida. Uh, Purdue, minus 34 at Connecticut. Cal, Golden Bears, plus 11.5 at TCU. Uh, Iowa, plus 4.5 at Iowa State. Texas, minus 7 at Arkansas. NC State, minus one and a half at Mississippi State. Michigan, minus seven at home against Washington. Utah, minus seven at BYU. And our two upset picks, Missouri, plus 175 at Kentucky. That's five and a half point underdog. And uh, Appalachian State, a nine point underdog at plus 245 to win at Miami. We'll take a quick break, come back, and we'll do our NFL picks. uh, Coming up in just a moment, this is The Degenerate Gambler. Welcome back into the Degenerate Gambler, your sports gambling podcast. Let's move on now to our NFL bets. We got five uh, games uh, to choose from, plus one upset pick. We'll start things off at Nissan Stadium in Nashville, the Tennessee Titans hosting the Arizona Cardinals. Tennessee comes in as three-point favorites in this one. Uh, Arizona is two-and-seven against spread in their last nine games, five-one against spread in their last six against Tennessee. Two and four against the spread in the last six games against AFC competition. While Tennessee comes into this game, two and four against the spread in their last six. One and five against the spread in their last six games played in the month of September. One and four against the spread in their last five games played on week one. Tennessee comes in as a three-point favorite in this one. 72% of the money coming in on the Titans minus three. We're going to ride that as well tennessee is one of the teams in the afc that has a shot to make it to the super bowl i think arizona is a little bit of a rebuild right now they do have a great quarterback in kyler murray and they got deandre hopkins at wide receiver but i'm not sure he's going to run the ball for them outside of murray uh, for the uh, for the cardinals i think that's going to be an issue going against a very good pass defense of tennessee uh the titans on the other hand uh i think the, the addition of julio jones Really makes that uh, that passing game pop uh, for the Titans to go along with guys like A.J. Brown um, and, and so forth. I like the Titans in this one by three. 72% of the money coming in on the Titans minus three. We're going to jump in on that and take Tennessee minus three. Next up, we travel down to Houston. Uh, we'll be at NRG Stadium in Houston. The Houston Texans hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville comes in as a three-point favorite in this one. Uh, Houston, by the way, has won eight of the last ten meetings with the Jaguars. The two teams are five and five against the number in those last uh, ten meetings. Uh, Jacksonville is two and four against the spread in their last six games against Houston. Three and seven against the spread in their last ten games against AFC competition. Five and two against the spread in their last seven games against AFC South division competition. However, uh, when you look at the Texans, the Texans are one and five against the spread in their last six games played in September. Two and four against the spread in their last six games played in Week One. Uh, looks like both teams outside of Travis Etienne for the Jaguars look to be healthy. Uh, keep in mind Deshaun Watson. Uh, not going to be the quarterback for the Houston Texans. It's going to be Tyrod Taylor. Uh, Jacksonville does come in three-point favorite, 76% of the money coming in on the Jaguars minus three. And I think we're going to ride the Jaguars minus three in this one. I think Jacksonville actually is the better team. Houston may not win a game this season. They may only win a few games. Between Houston and Detroit, they're going to be the two worst teams probably in the National Football League uh, this season. Uh, I think the Texans, even though they get this game at home, I think they run into a buzzsaw. Urban Meyer's first game as head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think it all plays out uh, for them, uh, for the Jaguars in this one. So give me Jacksonville minus three against the Houston Texans. All right, next up we're going to travel to Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. The Carolina Panthers are hosting the New York Jets. Carolina comes in this game as a four-point favorite in this one. Carolina 4-3 all-time against the New York Jets, 4-2-1 against the spread in those games as well. Uh, The Jets 1-8 against the spread in their last nine games played in the month of September. Carolina 4-2 against the spread in their last six games, 1-5 against the spread in their last six games at home, 6-12 against the spread in their last 18 games played in week one. Apologize, I got the hiccups a little bit here. Uh, Carolina four-point favorites in this one, 67% of the money coming in on Carolina at minus four. Uh, I like the Panthers in this one as well. Sam Darnold gets a chance to uh, to get a little bit of revenge on the team that drafted him, number one overall, the Jets. Uh, Darnold's going to be the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Matt Rule has a pretty good history with quarterbacks dating back to his college days at Baylor. Uh, And also at Temple, Uh, Carolina being the home team in this one, the Jets starting Zach Wilson. His first game is going to be a road game at a Carolina team that's going to have a sellout uh, for this game for the season opener. I think the crowd noise can make a difference. I think the fact that Zach Wilson, who uh, played pretty well in the preseason towards the end but struggled early in the preseason, I think that could happen in the regular season as well him struggle early in the regular season then get things going then the jets are a better team than they have been the last couple of years but i think this adds up to carolina uh doing exactly what they need to do to cover uh so give me carolina minus four against the new york jets all right two more than an upset pick our next game we go into the superdome in new or-, or check that it's not in superdome it's gonna be played at tiaa bank field in jacksonville florida the new orleans saints will be the home team They'll host the green bay packers green bay comes in three and a half point favorites in this one the two teams have split their last 10 meetings against each other five wins apiece new orleans is covered in six of those 10 meetings as well uh green bay two and five against the spread in their last seven against new orleans 7-1 against the spread in their last eight games played in September. New Orleans, 8-2-1 against the spread in their last 11 games. 1-6 against the spread in their last seven games played in Week 1. 7-2-1 against the spread in their last 10 games played on a Sunday. Now, Green Bay comes in as 3.5-point favorites. Eighty five per- or 84% of the money coming in on Green Bay, minus 3.5. So we're going to throw our money as well. Now, if New Orleans still had Drew Brees at quarterback, and this was the three-and-a-half-point spread, I would take the Saints in this one. Uh, but Jameis Winston's going to be the quarterback for the Saints. The last time we saw him starting an NFL season or NFL game, he was throwing 30 interceptions in the season. Now, do I think he's going to be that bad? No. But I'm also not convinced that he's going to be great. He's going to be missing his top target, Michael Thomas. He'll be out as well for the Saints. The Saints are beat up a little bit on the defensive side as well. Green Bay has Aaron Rodgers back. Rodgers wanting to make a statement in what looks to be his final season in Green Bay. Uh, I think Green Bay comes out humming. I think they come out and they win this game, I think, convincingly. Uh, I really like Green Bay minus three and a half in Jacksonville taking on the New Orleans Saints. And uh, oops, I went too far. We got one game left. It's going to involve the Denver Broncos. In the New York Giants taking place at the Meadowlands in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Uh, Denver going to come in three and a half, or three-point favorites in this one. MetLife Stadium in uh, East Rutherford is where the game will going to take place. Denver three-point favorites in this matchup. The two teams have split their last six meetings against each other, three wins apiece. Denver four and two against the spread in those last six meetings. Teddy Bridgewater will be the starting quarterback for the uh, Broncos coming into this matchup. Uh, Denver, 4-1 against the spread in their last five games against the Giants. 3-6 against the spread in their last nine games in the month of September. New York Giants, 2-4 against the spread in their last six games. 1-7 against the spread in their last eight games against AFC opponents. 3-7 and seven against the spread in their last ten games against AFC West Division opponents. Again, Denver, three-point favorites in this one. Uh, of the money coming in on Denver, minus three. We're going to go with that as well. It comes down to I don't think the Giants' offensive line can block the defensive line and the linebackers of the Denver Broncos. I think Denver's defense will be the key to this game uh, and the lack of an offensive line for the Giants. I think Daniel Jones will be running for his life. I think Denver's going to get an opportunity to get some good field position a couple of times. Teddy Bridgewater, solid quarterback, I think he makes things happen uh, for the Broncos in this one. While the game's on the road, I still like Denver minus three at the New York Giants. And our upset pick. And this, I mean, you can look at this kind of, sort of, as a homer pick, uh, because I got the Philadelphia Eagles at uh, plus uh, 160 to win at Atlanta against the Falcons. And this play, to me, is more about that I think the Eagles are being underestimated in this one I, or in, for the season. I think the Eagles have a chance to win the NFC East. I think there's good odds if you want to take them on the Eagles to win the East. Uh, most people think they'll finish last. I think the Eagles have an offensive line that is now healthy. They have a defense that is healthy as well. It's what killed Philadelphia last year was the fact they had no offensive line because they were so beat up, Carson Wentz, and then Jalen Hurts were running for their lives. Hurts is back at quarterback for the Eagles. They've got a couple of uh, receivers they're going to be counting on, including the rookie Devontae Smith, also Jalen Rieger, the second-year guy out of TCU. Uh, Atlanta, defensively, that has been their bugaboo the last couple of years. I think that still will be a problem for the Falcons. I think offensively they've got a unicorn at tight end in Kyle Pitts. I think he'll have a big game. I think Atlanta's offense will have a pretty solid game as well. I like the fact that the Eagles are healthy for a change. Probably the first time they've been like totally healthy uh, since they come off their Super Bowl win in 2017. Eagles traveling to Atlanta. And what I think is a big game for the Eagles, I think they've got to get off to a 1-0 start because their schedule does set up for them uh, to get off to a decent start. But it's it, it only, it only a decent start if they win this game uh, in Atlanta. I think Philadelphia does just that. Give me the Eagles at plus 160 to beat the Atlanta Falcons. So our bets once again are Jacksonville minus 3 at Houston. Carolina minus 4 at home against the New York Jets. Tennessee minus 3 at home against Arizona. Denver minus 3 at the New York Giants. Green Bay minus 3.5 at New Orleans. And our upset pick Philadelphia 160, which is basically a three-point underdog. Uh, to win at Atlanta. So that'll wrap up our podcast for today. We do thank you for listening. Uh, Remember to rate and subscribe to the podcast. You can do so at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And we'll be back uh, next Friday with uh, week three of college football, week two of the NFL here on The Degenerate Gambler.